0: It is your wholesome, it is your handsome, it is your friend, Diaz York Slim, and we're back with another episode of the Purple Experience, and it feels good to be back, man. It feels great to be back. Um, it's been a long time since I've done a personal episode. I have, um, I have shot other episodes during that time, but um, uh, during, during my brief break or hiatus, however you want to call it, um, I have shot other episodes. I just think that at this point, you know, I feel like I'll get into why I went away and stuff like that. But we're here now, man. The NBA season started yesterday. Um, the Lakers, what's going on, man? What's going on? Don't know what's going on. You guys shot the ball. I, I woke up, so I didn't watch any of the games last night because I was out and about hanging out with friends. Shout out to Lataya. Um so I was hanging out. So I, I couldn't watch the games like that, which was fine. I mean, I watched like a little bit of the Boston Celtic game. Also, here's the thing about um, God rest Bill Russell's soul. You know what I'm saying? He lived up here. He coached up here. He was one of the first player coaches. Um, so God rest his soul, right? Pioneer the sport, pioneer activism, all that good stuff. But I will say this. Uh, this is me speculating. I don't know for this to be true about his wife. I've seen his wife. Now, she looks about 40 years old. She looks about 40 years old. I'll put a picture of her on the screen somewhere. Looks about 40 years old. And i seen, and I'm on Twitter, and I've seen her like the, the, these crocodile tears. You know, she's like waving and like, oh my God, this is like an emotional moment. It probably is an emotional moment for her. I'm not, ta- I'm not trying to take the moment away from her. But you're 40 years old. Bill Russell died when he was 88. Passed away when he was 88. She looks about 40 mid mid middle age. She doesn't look that old. Um so here's my conspiracy theory about that whole relationship. I always thought it was weird because I'm just like she's just pushing him around. Like do they even talk? I have never seen them talk to one another. Granted, I am not in their household. I I'm assuming I'm assuming two things. First of all, the first thing is she was waiting for him to pass away. That's the more messed up theory that she was waiting to collect. That's what I posted on Twitter. She waiting to collect because it, the tears didn't seem genuine. They didn't seem real. Waiting to collect. So that's one theory. But also, I don't know how much money he has because he's not. he was not getting paid in the 1960s and 70s. He wasn't getting paid. They gave Jordan Poole $30 million to come off the bench. So, they, he ain't getting paid $30 million plus to come off the bench. Like, he wasn't getting paid that much money back then, especially as a black man playing in Boston. You're not getting paid anything. That, you know, they're, they're letting you slide. That's them paying you. They're letting you slide <laughs> back in that time. But um, Or the second theory is that, you know, she's a kid, she was a first a caretaker, and then she fell in love with who he was and, you know, she fell in love with Bill Russell. And, you know, either way, um, it's sad that Bill Russell had passed away. Um, but 88 years, he lived a, a wonderful and great life. Um, so, yeah, God rest Bill Russell's soul. I feel like that happened in the summertime. I want to say it did happen in the summers Because I, I can't remember it happen, happening recently. Because I don't remember that. I, I don't... Anyways. Yeah, Bill Russell passed away. I think his wife's trying to collect. It is what it is. But, um... Yeah, the NBA season started yesterday. I'm excited for it. It's been a long time. I feel like we haven't had basketball since the Summer League, but it's not the same, you know? It ain't the same when you go watch LeBron play. It ain't the same. I went to the uh, the Clipper, and uh, I'll tell you what I've been doing. This, I guess I'll just tell you what I've been doing, because, right. So I went to the Clipper and Portland Trailblazer uh, game at Climate Pledge. My first time being in the actual, like, uh, arena, It's it's a hell of an arena, hell of a facility, way better than the Key Bank. I've been in the Key Bank plenty of times, way better. Climate Pledge is way better than the Key, uh, Key Bank. I, I mean, it's the same thing, essentially, but it's in the same plaza. I shouldn't say it's the same thing. But, yeah, man, state-of-the-art, top-notch stuff. Uh, the Clippers host a great show. Shout-out to those guys. Uh, Portland did a hell of a job. They played. I, I think the Clippers won that. I think they won that game. Um... But yeah, man, it was just good times, good energy uh, with my family. So it was good seeing the, uh, it was good seeing those guys play. You know, um, first time seeing Kawhi. That's my first NBA game. Like I've, you know, I've been to WNBA games and stuff like that. But my first like NBA game, seeing Kawhi, Paul George, uh, Damian Lillard, they could all hoop. Like I knew they could hoop, but like the shot, they just weren't missing. Like even during the warmups, they just weren't missing. You know, I, I wouldn't like that. I would like to have that type of professionalism in type of, I don't know, they, they obsess over basketball, um, and that's what happened with oh, Jesus, man, kicking the mic stand, you know what I'm saying, they obsess over basketball, or they just have something that they obsess over, and I feel like that's what I'm missing right now, because I don't, I don't play sports no more, and that's the one thing that I was really, really, like, about with sports and stuff like that, but, you know, I, I'm finding out what I like to do. I love doing this. This is what I obsess over. But I want something else. I want something else to feel this and then feel like it goes back and forth, like one's feeling the other. And one, you know, it's just like a constant back and forth, not struggle necessarily, but like just a constant back and forth. So that's what I want. You know what I'm saying? Ideally, that's what I, I would like to have and stuff like that. But yeah, climate pledge. um, I've been working out a lot more recently. I feel a lot better. You know, I've been working out for about a month now. I feel great. You know, um I've been trying to wake up earlier. I owe the sleep gods sleep, okay? I owe them sleep. Last week was bad like yeah, getting up at I I got I I try to get up at 6:30. I try to. Last week I did. This week was uh, it's it's weird. I I like I said I owe the sleep gods this week. But um Nah, I, I I'm working out more frequently. I feel good. I feel energized. I feel, I feel rejuvenated. I feel fresh. You know, you know how you work out and you're just like, man, I feel good. You know what I'm saying? I did legs yesterday. I couldn't walk to the car. Um, I barely could sit down and take a poop. To be honest with you, barely, I barely could. I barely could walk. Um, but I feel good though. I feel good. I'm back, man. I'm back, man. I feel, it feels so good to be back. Um. Yeah, I went live on Instagram, I messed up the video, so the video was messed up, the whole thing was messed up, but it's fine. Um, what else, man, what else did I do? I was I was gone, I wasn't gone for that long. Here's the thing, I thought I was able to, here's the reason why I wanted to go away. I wanted to go away because I just wanted to be a little selfish, you know, I felt like I was not pleasing people, but more so like just catering to them more often than not, than I should. Um, I don't know if that's a bad thing or a good thing, but I I felt like I was just overworking myself, and I was just doing too much, and I wasn't focusing on what I wanted to do, and I wasn't just taking care of myself, like, you know, because I have just so many other things going on and stuff like that, and I'm trying to do everything all at once, and that's not going to happen. I got to do things in increments. I got to just take my time with certain things and understand that this is all, you know, everything is longevity. You know, I don't want just I don't want relativity. I want longevity. Uh, I want both, honestly. But if I could have one or the other, I would like to have longevity. I just felt like I was burning myself short and I just kept burning the candle when there was no wick left. So, had to take a break, had to get away, had to take a break. Um, but the funny part was I couldn't take a break for that long because everybody started to text and call me. Where you at? Are you OK? Are you dying? Are you sick? Are you OK? Are you dying? Are you sick? You know, that's what the concern was for everybody. And I, and I get it. I get it. I just wanted to uh, protect my peace and, and, and prosper in whatever I wanted to, in what I'm doing now, you know, school, this. And I have some other side projects that I'm interested to share with you guys when the time is right. But I just wanted to get away. And I feel like at certain times, I wasn't allowed that, you know, because I couldn't. I couldn't get away, you know. And I guess, you know, I guess it was, this is what it's got to be. I guess I'm not in the position in my life to where I just want to just disappear. I can't do that quite yet. I don't have the funds for that. But when I do have the funds, best believe I'm out of here. You know what I'm saying? You might not hear from me for a, I might be in uh, Geneva, on a boat somewhere. Where's Diaz? On a boat in Switzerland? Oh, he's oh, he's in Greece. Oh, he's at his mom's house. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like just I just want to be by myself for a little bit and I just wanted to see who I wanted to become. Like this is, you know, big deal, you know, being in your 20s and stuff like that because this decade prepares you for the next decades to come. You know, if you do what you're supposed to do in your 20s, your 30s won't be a problem. 30, do what you're supposed to do in your 30s 40s won't be a problem do what you're supposed to do in your 40s 40s won't uh, 50s won't be a problem so on and so forth because you could worry about you know what I'm saying other things besides you know oh I didn't take care of this for this 10 years or whatever the case may be and for me I just wanted to make sure that I was doing I was going down the right path um for myself not necessarily for the show or for my creativity I did have writer's block. I did have a creative like hiccup where I just didn't know what to say, I didn't know what to talk about um and that and and then that's where living life came in where I just had to experience things and I had to see things and I had to get a different perspective on this thing in order to come back here and to give you guys good content i've come I have multiple uh video ideas coming up that i that I plan on shooting in the next uh, couple of days or so actually so yeah, I just took a break for the creativity' sake. I took a break for my mental sake. I took a break just to figure out who I wanted to be. And um, I appreciate those who let me just kind of, you know, go away, you know, kind of just fall to the background and just do my thing. Um, I have been getting a lot of how come you're not posting no more. I told you guys the camera's been a little so-so. Um, but I decided to say F it and we're here now. The camera is going to be what the camera is. And that's just what it is. It's still good quality. The audio is just a little, you know, it is what it is. But, yeah, man, I'm back, though, man. I'm back. But since we're back, let's talk about uh, Dahmer. We'll get to that. But let's keep it on the sport tip with Draymond Green and Jordan Poole. Um, Here's the thing. With My thing. I don't know if you guys have seen the video. Um, I'm not going to post the video. You guys could find it. I'll post a picture of it, like, on here. But uh, Jordan Poole, here's my thing. I side with Draymond. The reason why I side with Draymond Green is because you don't put your hands on another man and not thinking that something's going to happen. You know what I'm saying? You just don't do that. Now, is he wrong to clean Jordan pool like that? Uh, kind of. I wouldn't have hit him that hard. I probably would have pushed him. I wouldn't have punched him in the face because it was a straight. He just cleaned. He just caught him. Caught him slipping. But you also can't push like that and expect nothing to happen. Now they could be talking mess, talking. You know, I know how it goes in practice. Trust me, I've I was the one that was instigating and talking all that mess. Trust me, I was. I wanted to get the fire out of my my teammates, and I wanted to see if you cared about this, how I cared about this. Now I don't. That was totally different. Mine was just more of like a passion thing. I don't know what was said. Um, we don't have no audio. We just have the video, so I don't know what was said during the practice. Obviously. You got to keep that type of stuff in-house. And it's hard because, obviously, the person who sold it got fired or he quit immediately. Um, So, yeah. But you got to keep stuff like that in-house. Jordan Poole. um, And plus, like, I don't understand it, you know? Like, how are you... He didn't say anything. Jordan Poole didn't say anything. I mean, he probably said we're here to win championships, so let's just move on from the whole situation. Of course, he's not going to be cool with Draymond Green. I'm not cool with anybody that I had to have a fight with or had to punch in the face. You know, like I'm not cool with you anymore. But I don't. I don't know. I, Jordan. I don't know if Jordan understands. Like I said, I, I don't know what was said during um, during the whole altercation or leading up to that moment in time. I just know that they took it too far. They're drawing it out. You know what I'm saying? As far as, like, um, my, like, I was watching a little, it was something on TNT, TNT did a little, um, like, a little 30 for 30 about the punch, but it was, like, five minutes, it wasn't 30 for 30, it wasn't 30 minutes, but, or an hour. It was, like, five minutes, and Draymond was just talking. Like, it was the saddest video ever. He was walking on the beach. I'm, like, you punched the man in the face. You didn't, like, kill this man. You know what I'm saying? You just hit him. You hit him really hard, and that's it. I don't understand the whole, uh, I I, I guess we have to have a a 30 for 30 about Draymond Green punching another grown man in the face. Um, And it didn't really explain anything that happened. Like, I was waiting for him to say, this is what was said, this is what was said. And not saying directly what was said, but, you know, like, along the lines of X, Y, and Z, I said this. Jordan Poole said this on the lines of ABC, and that's where the clash happened. And obviously, people can see that from a mile away, but I would like for him to say, this is what happened. And and we're not going to get that now. We're going to get that probably later on when Draymond Green retires and doesn't care about anything that was being said about the media and stuff like that. And plus, I like Draymond Green because he's part of the new media. I don't know what the hell that means, but he's just a part of the new—I guess he's part of the— for in his case, for the new media for NBA players, he's for the players because he is a player. So, same with JJ Reddick. I think I love JJ Reddick's podcast. I think it's, uh, I can't remember it. I want to say it's like Old Man in Three, but I don't want to say that. I know Draymond's is the Draymond Green show. That's, come on. But I think it's Old Man in Three. I think so. I think, I don't know. I'm going to find it and I'm going to, you know, put, put a picture up or whatever. But, um,. Yeah, man. Draymond Green, you can't be punching people in the face. Uh, Even though I side with you, but there's other ways to handle that. You could push him. um, And he's like, my locker's next to Jordan's. I'm like, it doesn't matter. (laughs) None of that that matters. You know, you punch the man in the face, you you guys are not going to be as cool as you guys once were. But anyways, moving on from that. Dahmer. what is wrong with us as a human as a collective conscience? And as a when I say a collective conscience, I mean, like as on social media, I feel like everybody's on social media. So in a sense, everybody has that collective conscience of just being on Instagram, whatever your whatever your preference uh, for social media is. My biggest thing is why are we obsessing if, uh, and not even we're obsessing and we're infatuated with serial killers. And I'm just trying to figure out where 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 was the disconnect. Because people were like that with Ted Bundy. And uh, he just sounded like a serial killer. Ted Bundy sounds like a serial killer name. It doesn't even sound like a cool, hip name, you know? Yeah, my name's Ted Bundy. But your name's Theodore Bundy? You for sure kill people. There's not even a debate. It's not even a debate. If you were to take his name and ask women or ask people, period, hey, based off of this guy's name, do you think he would be a serial killer? I bet you there would probably be, if you ask like 100 people, all 100 of them would say, oh, he's a serial killer, 1,000%, without even knowing what he's done. Just say his name, Ted Bundy, and just be like, yeah, he's a serial killer. Got to be a serial killer, because there's just no other way this guy has a, he has a regular, he doesn't have a regular name, so he just can't be a regular person. But they were infatuated with Ted Bundy. Ted Bundy's ugly. They used to, they, when I was watching the documentaries about Ted Bundy, they would say he was handsome, he was suave, he was this. He had a unibrow. Now, I'm not saying that unibrow is not suave or sexy, um, but it's not, okay? It's just not. If I had a unibrow right now, this is not sexy. I would make it look sexy. I'd probably shave it, to be honest with you, because what is going on? Why do you have one brow? What's going on? And then he just looks creepy. Like, bro was not built. Bro had no tattoos. He had long hair. I guess it was during that time of everybody was just trying to be a hippie and stuff like that. So I guess he was the hippie dude and stuff. But either way, I've seen way more attractive hippies. He is not one of them. Not even close to being handsome. You know what I'm saying? Um, Dahmer, I can see the allure because, you know, he's taller. A little bit, you know, a little built. Had some physique. Um, just wasn't as intelligent as Bundy. So I think that's what kind of the disconnect was. You know, Bundy used more of a persuasive technique and a manipulative mind control type of technique to lure his. Uh, I don't. It sounds so weird saying victims, but I mean, that's what they are. And bun and then and, and, uh, what was his name? Dahmer, he just drugged him and killed him. So, I mean which is pretty straightforward. There wasn't no type of like, oh, I got to be sneaky. I got to find a way to, you know? So, I mean, look. Is it messed up? Yes. We have to stop. We have, but why Why are we greenlighting these shows, Netflix? It's only Netflix that does that. I have not seen HBO do this, I haven't seen Hulu do this, I haven't seen, like, they'll put true crime documentaries on there, but they're not gonna green light this original series, like, this is a Netflix original series about Jeffrey Dahmer, who gives a shit about Jeffrey Dahmer, who cares, to be quite honest with you, I mean, as a black man, I should care, because he did uh, only kill black and brown people. But at the same time, we should not be bringing up traumatic events that happen to my people and to my community. That makes no sense. You're doing that for at the expense of a couple dollars. And Netflix, you're broke as shit. You're bankrupt. You keep greenlighting all these trash-ass movies and trash-ass shows for the expense of for nothing. I'm surprised Netflix is still irrelevant. Now I'm thinking Netflix is a money laundering scheme now. Because there's no way that anybody agreed to you doing this. There's just no way. There's just no way. I could go to Netflix right now with a bullshit script and say, oh, yeah, here's this. I, could, I, can, I can, well, maybe not this book. Well, I could give them a script and be like, look, I have a script for you. All you got to do is take it. And, you know, modify it, tweak it, whatever. Bro, they're going to love it. They want the script because they have no other original content. So they just come up with creative. They just, they just be infatuated with stuff. Like, I had to stop watching I Am A Killer. That's a, it was, it's a great, if you want to watch Tube Crime, it's a great true crime documentary. It's called I Am a Killer. I had to stop watching it because first of all, I don't want to I don't like feeding my brain that type of stuff. That's so negative, right? And second of all, why are we comfortable enough with talking about this type of stuff? You know what I'm saying? Why are we comfortable? This is this is uncomfortable. We should not be this comfortable talking about murderers, killers, you know, sexual um, offenders, pedophiles. Like, we shouldn't be comfortable talking about these things. Like, and I'm not saying this gives, this could give people a safe, like a space to where they, oh, well, I've seen Dahmer do it, so I can do it, right? Like, no. And, And it's not even about grown folks. It's about the impression that it leaves on kids because it's not, because everything's so accessible. Now, if Netflix made this show and there was no social media, fine. I guess maybe I'll watch it to just talk about it, but now that there's social media, it's impression it leaves an impression on these children and we're not even caring about that type of thing. Like I said, people people will jump off of a bridge just because they've seen somebody else do it you know and everybody's like, oh, but you wouldn't yeah if you're, but if you're heavily influenced and you see it constantly and over and over again, guess what you're going to try to do jump off the bridge and you're not them. You're not them, you know what I'm saying. So you might not survive. You might not. It might not be the same outcome for you. And I just feel like, for me personally, we gotta stop glorifying and we gotta stop shoving that type of content down our throats. I don't want to keep seeing that over and over. No one asked for this Jeffrey Dahmer documentary or this whole. It's not even a doc. But the funny part is, it's not a documentary. It'd be different if it was a documentary because I would. I could get behind that. I want to know this. Like, you're telling the story through a reenactment you know what I'm saying and I don't even know how true it is because you didn't because so I've heard and I the research the little bit of research I've done on the show they didn't contact the people um or if they did it was very like on some lighthearted. oh yeah we're gonna just whatever but they didn't pay the families they didn't contact the families about they're doing this so they're just doing this at the expense literally like I said at the expense of making a quick buck and you know bringing up A traumatic, reenacting a traumatic experience for those families. Dahmer's family doesn't care. I'm Dahmer's dead, and I think his parents are dead too. So I don't know. There's nobody. There's somebody that survives him. It might be his cousins or whatever, but other relatives. But like, it's traumatic. And Dahmer knows that he messed up because he says it all the time. I should have been dead. I should have been electrocuted, executed. I, I, I don't need to be alive. I'm evil. You know, I'm one or the other. I'm evil or I'm just very sick in the head. And He's probably both. He is both. But for that has to be stop. Why are we doing this? And you can say, oh, it's entertaining. It's not entertaining. It's not. How is this entertaining? And if you're a black person, I don't even know how you're watching it. Like, how are you watching this? It's like watching a slave movie. Like, what am I doing? I'm not watching this. Why would I watch something that's so traumatic for my people, even though it didn't happen to me directly, but it indirectly impacted, it directly impacted my community. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not gonna watch that. Like, there was, I seen the trailer for Emancipation with Will Smith. I'm not watching that. It looks like a good movie. I didn't watch 12 Years a Slave. The only slave movie I watched was Django because that was a black man getting free and getting his. Period. That's why I like that movie. Black man getting his and getting free. Getting his girl free and becoming a free man and, learn, and doing and and trying to free other slaves and do the right thing. Obviously, there's more satire and it's, you know... Obviously, it's still a, a historical piece, so it uh, obviously involves slavery and stuff like that. But... It's not, out, it's not an outright slave movie. You don't, when I think of Django, I'm thinking of like a drama or like an action. I mean, obviously, like I said, a historical piece. It's set in the slave during the time of slavery. But it's not a slave movie. 12 Years a Slave has slave in the title. Emancipation obviously means emancipation. Freeing, freeing right? Freedom. And obviously, when there's a black man on the cover, emancipation means... You know, free men are trying to free themselves or whatever the case may be. But it looks good. It was shot in black and white. It's what it looks like. But I'm not watching it. I'm going to have a hard time watching that because you're telling me I have to re look at my people in this light. And I I just can't. I just can't do that, man. And, I, and I'm surprised that other people are can and have the stomach and the wherewithal to be like, yep, this is good. I could watch this. I I just can't. I just can't. I'll tell you what, though. I'm reading this book right here. Uh, Pimp. It's by Iceberg Slim. I don't know if you guys can see it. I'll put it right there. Uh, great book. Great book. Um, So that's the book I'm reading for right now. Um, When I finish this book, I'll let you guys know what other book I'm reading. But, man, we're back, man. First episode or the return of the top dog. Um, Yeah, we're here now, man. But we're back. We're going to be more consistent, more uploading. More shit talking, all that good stuff. But until then, this is your handsome, this is your wholesome friend, Slim Diaz York, the host of the Purple Experience. And I'll holler at y'all later. See ya.